everybody, welcome to another edition of NASCAR Radio. This is show number 99 of NASCAR Radio, where trading cards and racing meet. I'm your pal Val, with me is the amazing Jason. Jason, how are you? Hey, Val, I'm doing well. <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend, PSA Hall of Famer, Logan at King NASCAR. How are you? I'm fine, and I'm tracking cards. Awesome. <laughs> We got a great show for everybody today, but before we get started, we want to thank our sponsor, Panini America. We'll do a racing recap. We had a few races this weekend. It's probably the greatest weekend in racing. We are going to highlight the 1991 track set. It was kind of a one of one of the ones out of the gate there in '91 uh, with a of one of the plethora of sets to come out in '91. We're going to review, uh, take a look at tops now, see what's available. And then we're going to finalize, finish the show with King's Court. All right, let's uh, let's get a move on. We started our race weekend on Friday. That was the Camping World Truck Series, race number 10. That was the 19th annual North Carolina Education Lottery 200, Friday, May 27th at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Ross Chastain was our winner. And... Highest finishing rookie was Lawless Allen at position 22. That was, uh, I felt bad for Hookavar. He was leading most of that uh, at there at the end, and the caution came out, and he didn't survive the restart. Yeah, him and uh, Ryan Priest got together, and then he spun, and it brought out another overtime, and yeah, that wasn't, uh, wasn't good for him. But Ross Chastain, the watermelon man, one did you see the when they were talking to priests in the pits uh, after the race no i didn't i missed it <laughs> he made a comment about kosovar he's like all right kids this is not how you race he was he was bashing hokovar pretty pretty hard with, with that whole thing but chastain was our winner Mel, watermelon man yeah and we've talked about ross chastain a few times in cup and other series and his rookie cards 2012 press pass fanfare card number 66 there's a few different parallels of that there's a blue foil die cut hollow foil die cut silver to 25 sapphire to 20 and diamond to five not a lot of numbered parallels there and in 2012 fanfare there's magnificent materials there's a few different versions that silver to 99 gold to 50 dual materials the 50 and dual melding to 10 and then there's the 2012 press pass fanfare autographs silver to 299 gold to 99 red to 75 and blue to 25. Uh, one thing about that some of those older fanfare and stuff you do not see any wax you don't actually see any card singles for sale much no, you don't. I mean, you might find a few on Com C every once in a while, but you just don't see them very often. I don't know where all that stuff's at. It's somewhere. Maybe it's in a warehouse somewhere along with the um, Ark of the Covenant or something. <laughs> That's where I was thinking it was, too. Right <laughs> next to it. Yeah, yeah the I'm big old pile of 2012 Yeah, I could sure go for it with a warehouse find of 2012 and 2013 fanfare. Oh my Remember God. The, I guess it was years ago when uh, a couple of cases of the 1975 Topps baseball minis came, you know, oh. was found and they um, were selling those boxes and stuff. Anyway, I digress. Uh, so Russ Chastain, uh, he's 2022 is his year. Yeah, he's he's doing great. And he also was doing, we'll get to it, but he was doing great in the cup race too till the end. And then Lawless Allen who uh, we would love to see a card. He does not have any cards yet. Yeah, I want a card of Lawless Allen because I've I've got to get that graded and add it to my sophomoric showcase on PSA. <laughs> uh, the next race, race number 11, is going to be the Worldwide Technology Raceway Toyota 200. And that's going to be Saturday, June 4th at 1.30 p.m. And the stagers are going to be end of lap 55, end of lap 110 and the end of lap 160 yeah that'd be a good race oh and um fyi Haley deegan finished 27th in the truck race so i guess she was too busy selling apparel or something <laughs> because if you if you watch her on instagram right now she's all her pictures she's selling some kind of apparel or something 
So I'm starting to I'm starting to lose faith. Uh, I'm I was really hoping that we'd have somebody that could get into Xfinity and win and get into Cup and do real well and hopefully win there too. But I don't know. I'm starting to my hopes are starting to fade. Not gonna argue. Not gonna argue yeah. with you at all. I, so. I just I was really I had very high hopes and I, I think they're dashed. Well, I, I'm still holding out hope for the Xfinity series. We'll see. No, let's hope. I mean, I, I, I yeah. We'll we'll go for there. Uh, moving over to the Xfinity <laughs> series. Speaking of Xfinity series, that was race number thirteen, and that was the forty-first annual Osco Uniforms three hundred. That was Saturday, May twenty-eighth at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Josh Berry was our winner. And then we need to pay it, pause 17 seconds. And then Ty Gibbs finished second. Yeah. Yeah. That, I couldn't <laughs> believe the lead he had on him on him. Yeah. That Over was 17 seconds. Yeah. That's that's almost unheard of these days. I mean, back in the 60s, 70s, even in the 80s, you you would see that a lot, but you don't see that now. But that yeah, you know, that's a testament to how how long they ran green there for a while. And then Sheldon Creed was our highest finishing rookie at position eight. The JR Motorsports cars, they uh, they were doing pretty good there. Josh Berry in first, like I said, Sam Mayer third, Grouskin, Noah Grouskin fourth, and uh, Justin Allgaier seventh. So, yeah, I think uh, I think Rick Hendrick is sharing his secret sauce with JR Motorsports. So, you know, they're they're kind of they're kind of you know they're kind of tight. So, oh, um, yeah, uh, I want to say J- JR Motorsports, you know, is kind of the Stomping ground or whatever, I guess, you know, maybe farm to move up to, to Hendrick. Farm so. club for Hendrick. What's that? Farm club for Hendrick. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Thank you. That's what the, uh, yeah. So, uh, Josh Barry, we've talked about him uh, a few times already uh, last season, this season, and 2013 Press Pass Total Memorabilia is his first cards. That's card number 44. Uh, there's just a few versions of that. There's a red from retail, gold, numbered 275, black and white, numbered to 99. And then there's the Rising Stars autographs in total memorabilia. The silver version, numbered to 125, gold to 99, blue holofoil to 25, and melding to 5. And then he didn't have any cards until last year's Chronicles, so... He's definitely worked his way up and earned his uh, spot, and is definitely paying dividends now for him, which I'm so happy to to see. Uh, he, he's earned that spot, and he he's being rewarded. It's it's great to see. Yeah, he's a like a former Hickory tra- track champion, I think too. He's he's paid his dues. He's more than paid his dues. I think he was even like you know sweeping floors in the shop. He was doing a lot of stuff. So, you know, for him to, to do this well, I'm, I'm like, like I said, I'm very proud for him too. Yeah. So we're, we're 13 races in. He's had, he has had two wins, five top five and seven top tens in that. So uh, I think he's about fifth in points right now. So uh, no Greskin, you know, his teammates and, and running for second, but I, I have a feeling he's going to be, you know, one of the final four there. If he, if he can keep this up. He's finishing well and, and winning too. So, and then of course, you know, Ty freaking Gibbs, uh, he, he coming in second, which is, uh, good to see that just didn't have, didn't have enough for Josh Berry there with that 17 second lead. So, yeah, he's always spoiling the, the JR Motorsports party. He's always breaking it up. You know, they'd have a lot of one, two, three finishes if it wasn't for, for Ty freaking Gibbs. <laughs> it wasn't for that rasky little kid. Pesky, pesky, pesky tie freaking Gibbs. <laughs> <laughs> and then our highest finishing rookie, like I said, it was Sheldon Creed. I don't know if we got time to go through all this, but uh, 2021 Panini Chronicles. He's everywhere. Yeah. That may be the thing to say, to say he's everywhere. <laughs> he's everywhere in Chronicles. Yeah. Uh, he's a little bit of National Treasures. Uh, Panini Prism. He's got the base card there and the variation with him holding the trophy and then all the different parallels of those two uh, cards there. Yeah. um, 
and you know, Sam Mayer, he, he started on the pole and he finished third. He's going to win a race. I keep saying it, but he, you can't, I mean, you can't keep coming in second, third every week without just one week being your week. It's good. It's going to happen. He's going to win. He's going to, like I said, last year, he's going to be in the final four this year. So we'll, I'm, I'm holding true to that. We'll see, but we'll see what happens. But also a, a shout out to Ryan Ellis, who is sponsored by Richmar Florist. He came in 13th. That's good for him. He's doing, he's, he's, get, he's improving. He's doing better. So I was glad to see Ryan Ellis do good. Next race, race number 14 is Portland International Raceway. And that's going to be the Pacific Office Automation 147. And that is Saturday, June 4th as well at 4.30 p.m. So we got a kind of doubleheader on Saturday, two different tracks. Then moving over to the Cup Series, that was race number 14. And that was the 63rd annual Coca-Cola 600. That was Sunday, May 29th at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Danny Hamlin was our winner. And the highest finishing rookie was Harrison Burton at position 11. Yeah, the end of that race, I mean, that, that whole race was crazy. I mean, we had big crashes. We had tons of spins. People were spinning off uh, turn two and turn four constantly. Um, and, you know, Kyle Busch was one of them that spun early. Uh, but that was that was a heck of a race, man. It, it, it took forever. It was late, late. It was like after 11 o'clock here. I think it was almost like midnight or something for you folks on Eastern time. So, I think that was the longest race there with all the restarts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they said that was the longest 600 in history, which is, you know, 600 plus. Yeah, I don't know if it was 619 or something like that. But yeah, It's something crazy. But, you know, that, that last crash that they had, you know, of course, it looked like um, it looked like uh, Kyle Larson was going to win, and then Chase Briscoe was trying to chase him down, spun out, caused the caution with two laps to go. They bunched up, they crashed again. The seas parted. Denny Hamlin and Kyle Busch just literally just by the skin of their teeth made it through all that stuff. And of course, Denny Hamlin, you know, hung on to win. Denny Hamlin, 2005, his rookies with the. Uh, 2005 Press Pass Optima, card number 34. Back in those days, they had the Beckett samples. There's also the Gold Edition, number to 100. eBay Previews, number to 5. He's in Stealth, but only in the No Boundaries insert set. He's in 20, 2005 Press Pass Trackside, number 37. Also Beckett samples. Uh, golden, number to 100. eBay Previews. Uh, there's a Hot Pass insert set, and there's also a Hot Pass parallel i guess that was given out at the national yeah i've got that actually and then 2005 wheels american thunder card number 89 also beckett samples ebay previews or preview and then a license to drive another insert and then also i guess sprinkled in those offerings are the press pass signings autographs with a non-numbered version a platinum to 100 and a gold 250 and a top prospects memorabilia a silver or look like shoe shoe to 200 and there's a sheet metal to 200 and tire to 200 yeah he's i mean he doesn't have as many rookie cards as you know folks coming out today but you know for back then that was a lot yeah i was just thinking of sheldon creed <laughs> compared to <laughs> yeah. Teddy Apple. oh my goodness uh and again he is a future hall of famer i will go on record and guarantee he will make the hall of fame that's in my show notes to say i was going to ask you guys do you think he's going to be in the hall of fame and i think for sure now because because he he just tied who did he tie on the all-time win list uh, i'm trying to remember god uh herb thomas he tied herb, herb thomas and, and I, I, I didn't realize Herb Thomas is in the Hall of Fame. So yeah, even though he hasn't won a championship, he you know I think um, not that there's a dig on Mark Martin, but you know uh, unfortunately Mark Martin had to race at the same time as Jeff Gordon and finished second quite a bit behind Gordon. So where I was going with is Denny Hamlin's and won quite a lot, but he's been you know just hasn't been able to put together championships, but has won so many races and has won at so many different tracks. So I I think this is his first 600 win. Yeah, yeah. This is this was one. This was another notch in his belt he needed, 
you know, for winning some of the crown jewel races. Yeah, so he, he's definitely a future player. So that's why I was going to go with that. And I'm sure, you know, his card prices are not very expensive. When you compare him to like Ty freaking Gibbs. Yeah. No, I mean, you can buy Denny Hamler rookies cheaper than you can buy Ty freaking Gibbs rookies right now. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's where yeah, I was going with. So stock up and save. Yeah, no doubt. And then our highest finished rookie, Harrison Burton. We talked about him a few times this year. Basically, I'll just say that I think it's a 2012 total memorabilia. Looking at my cheat sheet here. Excuse me. 2012 total memorabilia. It's the Rising Stars RS-1. And then there's a few different versions. There's a autographed memorabilia, gold, silver, half oil, and melding. Uh, number to uh, 125 or less. And then he doesn't have any cards until uh, after that, until 2017, Don Ross Phenoms, Signature Series, Select Signatures, Panini Absolute, card number 85 with the different parallels, and Panini Torque, Trackside Signatures there. So next race, race number 15, Worldwide Technology Raceway. That's the in, Enjoy Illinois 300. No, sorry. Enjoy Illinois 300. I want to make it fancier than it was. Yeah, that's <laughs> Sunday. Be the first, time, first time Cup has been there. Yes, did uh, see that I had in my notes, and that's going to be Sunday, June 5th at 3:30 p.m. Stages at the Worldwide Technology Raceway at Gateway is at the end of lap 45, end of lap 140, and the end of lap 240. Yeah, that's going to be a good race. Uh, you know that. That track is like literally across the Mississippi River in Illinois, so it's not it's not officially in St. Louis. It's in okay. Like, it's like in East St. Louis, which is across the across the Mississippi River. I actually spent a few minutes in East St. Louis one time. We'll just leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> I was All actually right. going to the I was actually going to the St. Louis National, and uh, I took a took a wrong turn in Albuquerque, so. <laughs> I ended up in East St. Louis across the river. <laughs> anyway, I digress. I digress like you do. <laughs> All right, moving over to the IndyCar series. There's a little race going on over there on Sunday, May 29th. That was the 2022 Indianapolis 500 race number six of the season. Marcus Erickson was our winner after a little uh, red flag there. To clean up some parts and pieces. They got back with uh, well, I guess it was like three or five laps left or something like that. Yeah, they got uh, they got back with a handful of laps. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy crashed to cause the caution. <laughs> he was doing good too, but he still ended up being the uh, the rookie of the of the Indy 500, rookie of the year, I guess is what they call it. Yeah. So that's good. Good for him. I'm glad. I, I maybe I, I guess you get a trophy and some money. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know what what the payout is for that. But yeah, one Ganassi car almost messed it up for another Ganassi car. Yeah, so our award, he was trying there. He had a a shot at it, but um, just couldn't 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 get close enough to pull off a pass. And and then uh, I guess award broke that dry um, slipstream or whatever, and he was able to win that race. So yeah, th those that, those final couple laps. Erickson was, I mean, he was like a snake, man. He was trying to break that draft, going back and forth. And it was funny watching him come down the, the main straightaway in, in the backstretch, just the way he was just, I mean, he, he was like snaking hard. It was like, yeah, it was really interesting to watch them all go. And they were all following him. It was just yeah, like, you they know. sure were. Yeah, it was like, like I said, a big <laughs> snake. Yep, exactly. Uh, and then I think Marcus Erickson doesn't have any cards. No, I looked too. I didn't see anything for him yeah. at all. He used to be in Formula One back in, you know, I think. Yeah, and, it, and maybe there was an older card that I was, maybe it was a like the, the old Tops Trumps, I think it was in the, uh, maybe I'm thinking of our Formula One winner instead here. But next race, uh, race number seven is the 2022 Chevrolet Detroit Grand Prix, and that's going to be Sunday, June 5th at 3 p.m. Eastern. The raceway at Bell Island Park Street Circuit. That would be cool. I like, yeah. I like street circuit races. I've often mm. wondered about those. Like when they go over like a manhole, do they weld those manholes down and all that stuff? I would have to imagine that they do. I would think so, yeah. Smooth some of that out or 
put something down. So yeah, because yeah, you know you've got you've got the aerodynamics of those cars. I mean, they, they could suck those things up. So anyway, yeah, and, and with that, uh, Marcus Erickson is our points leader in in driver standings. Yep, he is. You know, he had two IndyCar wins last year. I mean, he was kind of under the radar. He was under the radar for this race too. So he he kind kind of quietly goes about his business, and then he just there he is at the end, and he won. And you know, poor old Scott Dixon got caught for speeding, like on lap one. Oh yeah, yeah, man. Uh, you know, you know he's not sleeping well right now. Yeah, they made a you know comment na uh, naturally on on the broadcast where he was trying to get everything out of that, and he just was a little bit over and got mm -hmm. caught for speeding when. But you know, it's that fine line, I guess. Uh, yeah, you're in that in that mode. So, moving over to F1, that was the 2022 Grand Prix of Monaco, and that was Sunday, May 29th, at the Circuit de Monaco in Monte Carlo. Yeah, um, you know, Sergio Perez won, but you know, Charles Leclerc. He had to pit twice, and he was not a happy camper. He was screaming on the radio. He was mad as hell. He was mad. And I, and I don't blame him. I mean, Monaco is a very prestigious race, so I would be very upset as well. Yeah, that that was interesting. You know, they were going to start it under the safety car because of the rain, and everybody had to give them time to put the tires on. Then they go out in the rain, and then they red flag it. Because it was raining too hard. Yeah, because it was like an hour delay. Yeah. To start. And then they started the, I guess there's a two-hour clock, that two- or three-hour clock that the race has to be in by. Or maybe, yeah. like maybe it's two-hour clock in a three-hour window, and they started that two-hour clock, so that race was going to finish at the end of that two hours no matter what. Then he started with the rain, and it was just, you know, he, he was leading – through through that whole thing uh until the pit stops came around and i don't know what his crew did or how and that's why they don't pay me to be a principal crew chief whatever because when he, when he came in he did not go out uh first no he did not and he ended up of course he was fourth but because it yeah. was that so you know it was like uh leclerc for stopping and then um Carlos and uh, Sergio and the, the one group came in and then the other group came in and that first group that came in ended up being, you know, first and second. And that second group was, you know, the third and four. So yep. he, he had all right to be, be upset. Cause, and then when they had the rain delay or whatever it was, he went in there and he was, went right for the, the garage to go, I'm sure, choose somebody out and uh, you couldn't see what was going on, but, yeah, to be a fly on the wall for that one. Oh, man. <laughs> so even with that, with uh, with uh, Sergio Perez as our winner, uh, Max Verstappen uh, has a nine-point lead in the points over Charles Leclerc. And Sergio Perez is right there at minus 15. And mm -hmm. then uh, George Russell at minus 41. So, Yeah, you, you saw the, the crash that Mick Schumacher had on lap 26, right? I did see that. That was bad, man. That was scary at, at right at the beginning when, when you have a car breaking too. Oh my god! Yeah, and they all the drivers were asking about about him, and but he was you know fine. It looked so bad. Yeah, it looked a lot worse than it was, I guess. But I mean, still the <laughs> car breaking in two, and then we were talking before the show about what how they were getting rid of the pieces. Tell tell them about that. Oh yeah. So, so they had to, you know, pick up all the pieces, but two two of the, the track workers, uh one took one side, one took the other side, and they just kind of lifted up and rolled rolled it away. The rolled back the back part of the car away. That was crazy. Yeah. I've never seen that before. That was a first for me too. Yeah, that was uh something so but it was awesome to see, you know, different winner there with Sergio Perez and you know, we have not talked about uh, his cards. He's got, uh, he's got as as we uh, call it these days, he has a buttload of cards. <laughs> not too bad. So he's got the 2016 Tops Trumps Formula One Grand Prix Heroes. There's no number on that. But then he doesn't have anything until 2020 Tops. 
uh, all those different ones. So he's about 152 cards in the 2020. Uh, he has three tops now cards in 2020. Card number 10 with a print run of 839. Uh, card number 14 with a print run of 1262. And then card number 17 with a print run of 1424. When you get into the tops Chrome of 2020, he only has three cards, uh, you know, not, not like uh, Max or Lewis where they have like 10 to 15. So you'll have all the parallels of those three cards. Uh, we also have the uh, 1954 World of Wheels. He has a, a card in there. He has the tracks tags and the parallels that go with that. He's in the Chrome autographs. And there's about, I guess, about six different versions of those in the printing plates. Uh, he's also in that, that Sapphire edition, naturally. He's got the three cards there, as well as all the parallels for that. The Dynasty with the autograph patches, uh, the red version, the gold version, number to five or one, autograph glove. Uh, suit flag patch, jumbo, and dynasty single driver autographs as well, numbered to 10 or less. There are 11 stickers in the 2020 Tops F1 official stickers, sticker book or uh, packs. So there's 11 different to collect there. And then out of the Turbo Tax, he has eight cards in the Turbo Tax, seven, and then the XL uh, card number XL4. So it's good to see a different winner there, like I said, and third in points. So, yeah, it wasn't a, as an exciting race as the last one. In the, oh right, yes, it, but it still was a pretty good race. But you know, Perez got out there, and once he was out there, I think he led the rest of the way. I don't think he ever, the lead ever changed. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. So after those pit stops and that kind of jumbling around, I don't the lead never changed. Uh, nobody could ever get close. Mm -mm. To, to make a pass because because of the narrow streets and rain or you know everything that was going on so yeah all things considered i mean there really i mean there was a few crashes uh like i think esteban ocon crashed and some others crashed but it wasn't that bad really all things considered with the conditions it they they did very well driving that that course the way that they had to drive it and you know lewis hamilton finished eighth so he kind of slipped back so I thought they were doing doing better, but you know maybe this is just a one off. Maybe they'll do better uh, next the next race. Which is, the next race is where where are they going to be? They are going to be in Azerbaijan Grand Prix. <laughs> That's easy for you to say. <laughs> I was trying to I was uh, researching how to say it. So yeah, Azerbaijan Grand Prix. Was that and two weeks? That is Sunday, June twelfth at seven a.m. Yeah, at the Baku City Circuit. Cool. That's sure, the track. Sure, be a good race. Yep. So that finishes up our race recap. Well, we did that pretty good, considering we had five races to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one thing I want to let's see, maybe we'll switch over and just do a quick recap of the offerings on the Top Snap site. For Formula One, they're still at. I'm looking at the track. It's a wet dry here. That's cool. They're in parallels. Oh, Sergio Perez. Yeah. So that's Monte Carlo. He's diving off, diving off into the water. Yeah, I missed that. I didn't realize like he had done that. So they had, so they had the Monte Carlo. So that's car number 24. That's 20 hit there. So this is getting ready to end. So by the time we go live, the um. Victory in Spain will be will be done as well as so that's car number 20, 21, 22, and 23 will be done. So all we have is 24 and 25. That's odd that they only did two cards this time. Yeah, I would have thought maybe some more would be coming, but Yeah, me too. Hmm. But I do like the different the like some of the different parallels. So that's the the one version, gold version. Blue version and red version. So, yeah. Yep. And then looking at the archive. So, just kind of looking at the print runs here. So, that's card number 17. That's card 18 with a print run of 6,822. 1832. Just kind of seeing and for everybody to see kind of what the print runs are running at if 
that the popularity is kind of weaning a little bit to see. So this is from Miami, 1,739. 2,172, so that's 14. So I think there's a gap there because we were talking about 1819. Oh, okay. Yeah, that one started at 20. Yep, okay. Yeah, I don't I don't know that the popularity is waning any. Um, well, that, the max there was, you know, 6,522. That's yeah. pretty impressive still, so. And yeah, I'm going to wait by my own time yeah. <laughs> well, there, there's are they are special specials. There are deals to be had on Com C. I've noticed a lot. If if folks listening or, or watching, if you haven't been out to Com C uh, and you collect F1, I would highly recommend that um, you know you, you open an account, twenty bucks I think, or even less than that to to get started. And kind of take a look around because some of the tops now you can have be had for like 75 cents mm -hmm. and as and then also the chrome the paper the flagship or whatever there's just a lot of well, f1 on com c right now every day there's tons of car f1 cars being listed i mean every day and so when you have that kind of inventory the sellers they'll compete in lower pricing on the cards for that sale so uh you you can get a good deal on on some of the cards so or at least give them a shot and, and take a look and, and compare to ebay or wherever you're buying your f1 card so yeah no doubt i mean and you can you can bundle them up and get out get them all shipped at one time you don't you don't have to get them all shipped at the same time correct yeah i, I kind of glossed over that yeah so you can hold your inventory and don't list it for sale and uh, it doesn't charge you anything extra to, to kind of for them to hold on to that. And then when you're ready to ship, you can ship. If you want to resell something, you can do that as well. So, but ComC F1, there's a lot, a lot of inventory on there now. So uh, let's talk about our main subject, the 1991 tracks. Unless there's anything else you guys want to talk about um, that I missed during the rich recap. No. Okay. So the nineteen ninety one tracks, if folks remember the eighty eight Max was the first card issued to be released. Uh wax packs and, and factory sets and stuff like that. They had a three year exclusive. So when nineteen ninety one came around, it was all the brands were ready to to make sets in ninety one. So the 91 tracks that's a that was a new company uh they produced a uh 200 card set there was a 200 card factory set uh the premier edition track set was distributed in 15 card packs with 30 packs per box came out about late 1991 the set features the top bush and winston cup drivers along with owners and other racing team members Tracks also included the first regular issue NASCAR card of Jeff Gordon, number card number one. The set was available in a also available in a wooden factory box version. And they were distributed through some of the television shopping channels and a thousand sets were produced. So <clears throat> I have a couple of things. So I did find that what I think you're talking about, it looks like a die cast. Is that the one where it looks like a die cast display? The wooden box, or is that a different one? The wooden box is a wooden box with a rope handle. Yeah. Okay, so... The wax box looked like a car. No, 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 no. Not that one. Okay. Let me share this. Yeah. Because I found it... Oh, I know what you're talking about. They had a 164 scale car with some packs of cards. Is that it? Am I sharing? Okay. Nope. <laughs> there yep. we go. Okay, so it's this thing. It looks like a die cast box yeah that's yes that's, yes that's the factory set but and, that's and not the, the wooden box that you're talking about that's something different that is not that is not the wooden box and uh, logan if you want to talk about this yeah sure um this was all 200 cards in in this plastic clear box and if you notice they're in bricks of 50 cards four bricks of 50 and the problem with these cards these are also glossy too they, these are uh, the factory sets had a gloss on them where the regular cards were not glossy. 
But the problem that you had with these is they were wrapped in cellophane and these bricks were shoved into these displays and they were shoved in so hard that, you know, to keep them in place that it actually damages at least the front and back card on every brick. So you're going to have at least eight cards mm -hmm. in that, in that, if you tear that apart, that are going to be damaged. And it, depending on how hard they jammed, it could get some of the cards behind those as well. So that's the problem with that. I mean, it looks really nice. It's a great presentation. It's one of the nicest looking factory sets I've ever seen. But it's just, if you take it out, you're going to have damaged cards. So this is the box, wooden box set? Oh, okay. So it's got that rope handle, and it's got foam in it. And I, get, I think these are all, they're supposed to be cello wrapped. And they've got that, uh, let's say, limited edition on there that it's kind of burned in the on the wood there so yeah they're, so they're, they're kind of limited anyway go ahead so the history of the company and that's not what we're here for but very simply where did tracks come from who did it but also was tracks associated with line drive that did the only reason i ask is because line drive did a factory set that was also in those wooden slider boxes with a rope handle and I have those. It's just a weird thing that two different companies would do the same. You know, that's why I'm asking. But where did the company come from? You know, I don't know the origin of tracks. Okay. I think some of the some of the principles of the company were were you know in NASCAR somehow or another. Uh, past that, I really don't know where they came from. Uh, you know, they were a new, like I said, they were a new company to 1991. I mean, completely new. This was their very first issue of cards. Okay. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know if if they had something previous. I think they produced in '91, and then I think '96 was maybe their last year. Okay. Yeah, they didn't last very long, unfortunately. I mean, but it's weird. I mean, their their first few issues were really good, and they, they kind of got. A little weird with some of the colors and some of the things they did later on. I mean, they hit it out of the park in '92, like we talked about. I guess it was two weeks ago with that autograph set. And, and NASCAR is tough because of all the licensing and, and stuff like that. And then you had this run of years where there weren't really any great rookies to chase. I mean, they hit it out of the park in this 91, having Gordon, Jeff Gordon, as card number one. And I, I still haven't found out if they had an exclusive or just Max totally missed Jeff Gordon. And they really didn't get him until the 92 update. Max update said. Yeah, but, I think I think that the, somebody at Tracks was also a writer for The Simpsons. Yeah, because they can see into the future. Simpsons see in the future. <laughs> you, so when you get into some of the the early 90s mid 90s there wasn't really any any big rookies there until maybe 98 with tony stewart and then you get in 99 2000 harvick and kenseth and jimmy johnson and stuff like that so there was kind of a lull in that time and then you had mass mass printing and stuff like that so i don't know if that answers your question jason but i had never really found out much about about tracks yeah i'm doing some research now and it's okay. like non-existent <laughs> so yeah i did quick research too i didn't see anything dig deeper but uh, like the 91 wax uh, i think i opened a box and i think the video is out on the youtube channel i think i got five jeff gordon's out of a out of a box and you know it's a black border so they're they're condition sensitive yeah and speaking of that you know, they had that that box that looked like a race car, right? And they had the packs just lined up in the box. There's right, something I think it's three about, rows of ten, yeah. Yeah. There's something weird about the way those those packs are in there or the way they packed them or something, because I've noticed from opening so many of those that it seems like the cards that are on the top and the bottom have the corners kind of just slightly rolled over. And I don't know why it's like that, but I see so that almost wall. like they. So like is it? Do you think it's the shrink wrap? Do you think they wrapped it too strongly? It wasn't shrink wrap. It was they were they're regular full packs. No, 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 no. The shrink wrap on the box. 
Oh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, but, but it's weird. And it's like what Val said, those cards are very condition sensitive. Um, trying to find a, uh, if you if you're into grading and you're trying to grade a Jeff Gordon rookie card, I have sent in uh, I don't know at least a dozen of those cards and I've never gotten a ten. I've gotten a bunch of nines, but never a ten. Uh, the, I I've got a ten, but I ended up buying it because I never could get one. So here's the here's the pop report about seven <clears> percent. <throat> Of all the Jeff Gordon's graded from that set are tens. So 640, 660, we'll say graded, and 44 are tens. So seven. Wow. Percent. Wow. How, how yeah. many nines are you, Jason? Look at the nines. 200 and, okay, so 44 tens, 259 nines. Do I share that or you? Yep, I can do that. And then 244 eights. So, yeah, that's, that's eights and nines are what I was getting on grades. I, I never got a 10. So, he's the top one right there. You know, they were centered, they looked good. I, I guess they had a little nick on them somewhere. So, rain. Whoop. Yep. Yeah, 44 tens, 200. So, 259 nines, 244 eights. 54 yep. sevens. Wow. And 640 been graded. And we had 16 with uh, half grade. Half, half grade. And then six with qualifiers uh, for eights and nines or qualifiers. Uh, price, I think they were putting at, and of course, their, their grading is an eight is 70 plus. A nine is ninety-five plus, and a gem mint ten is four hundred plus. Wow! And then to continue on your price thing, um, sealed boxes right now are about twenty-five, give or take, after shipping. Um, factory sets like the one we were talking about, where you guys said that they break up, they're about twenty, and set like hand collated is about fifteen. So. I mean, very affordable. You're really chasing the Gordon. And then, you know, there's the debate of rookie card. I mean, so. and I don't know if you guys were talking about. So that clear box, that factory box, the yep. factory set, that it, it gets notched. And Gordon is one of those first cards on the backside of that seller there wrap. There's a video video out on YouTube that has somebody opening one of those boxes. And it's like the first three or four cards on both sides have indentation indentations on them. And Gordon is one of them. So I would highly recommend don't even get any of the factory sets mm -mm. and just go, go with wax. Or if you want to buy a high grade eight or nine or whatever, but it probably have a lot, a lot of fun for 20, 20 bucks or whatever to, to open a wax box. So, yeah, I mean, that's so cheap. I mean, if you can get four or five Jeff Gordon rookies out of there, I mean, it, it's it's so much different than than what F1 is doing these days. I mean, you can get great driver rookie cards for nothing. So I'm going to go over. There's a few prototypes that were made before the, the set. They're Ernie Irving, Mark Martin, and Kyle Petty. There's a few inserts, and uh, not inserts that we think of, but inserts, there was a three different versions about buying wearable shirts and hats and stuff like that. There's a fast track racing experience. And there was one promo for Benny Parsons. And then Logan, I don't know if you want to talk about some of the cards that were in a set rookies and variations. There's a lot of fun stuff to this that doesn't cost a lot of money. You can try to, you know, complete a master set and you have the, the Jeff Gordon chase as well as a bunch of rookies. These are good, you know, through the mail and that those black borders, you know, make those photos pop. Well, you know, since this was, you know, in 1991, there were still a lot of people, not necessarily so many drivers, but, you know, a lot of crew members, crew chiefs and announcers and things that had rookie cards in this set. And I did a quick count before the show and I counted 82 different rookie cards in this set. So, there, you know, that includes, of course, Jeff Gordon, you know, Red Farmer, who's also a Hall of Famer. He's got a rookie card. 
Uh, I think Winston Winston Kelly, who is the executive director of the NASCAR Hall of Fame, he's got a rookie card in there. Uh, the good thing about these cards too is they sign really well. They don't have that high gloss on them, you know. So uh, they're great for through the through the mail autographs. I mean, I, I highly recommend these cards for that. They're they're really nice it, to do that. And something else that I, I did a quick count on too is there's been 61 NASCAR Hall of Famers, and I counted at least 22 in this set. So I mean, you've got 22 NASCAR Hall of Famers. You've got 82 rookies. You've got a Jeff Gordon rookie, and these things are this cheap. You can't go you can't go wrong with it. There's also some error cards in here as well. There's, I think, 11 different error cards. Uh, there's various different things uh, that, that they did with them. I think some of them, like the Dale Earnhardt cards, they have some kind of different line about Sports Image, you know, which was the company he was he was represented by. And I think they misspelled Winston Kelly's name on one of on his card. And you know, there's several different ones, but I think there's 11 different error cards that you can chase in here as well. A lot of uh, a lot of fun and enjoyment for not too much. Yeah, and I'm going to give everybody a tidbit, uh, something that you're not going to know that I know directly from collecting these cards in 1991. I bought several boxes. I'm putting together sets, and it's like all of a sudden, it's like this is like 1933 Gaudi, and they're missing card 106. It's like, what the? Not they well, weren't 106, but the 33 Gaudi was missing card 106. I went through and they were missing card 175 in here. I mean, I had, I could have made, you know, at least five or six sets easily and, and, you know, had tons of extras, but there was no card 175. That card is an announcer card and I've got it. I've got it up right now. It's Joe Moore. And so I contacted tracks back then. And they said, Oh yeah, we had a printing issue with that card. I guess, you know, I don't know if it was like on the corner of one of the sheets or something, but they had a printing issue and they ended up sending me several. They go, How many sets do you have without it? And I told them and they sent me the cards and I ended up making the sets. But I thought that was really odd that you know one card was missing, you know, out of the packs. So that's just a little tidbit for you guys to to you know to know. So then when you open some wax, you might be short of a uh, what number is he? 175? Yeah, it's one. It's yeah. Here's the back of it. One seventy five. So, in a roundabout way, if you pull a Joe Moore card from a pack, then that would be one of the early runs, correct? No, I would think it'd be one of the later runs because he wasn't in the early runs. Right. You. Know, I don't know how so many. I thought you said they, they took him out though. Huh? No, he's saying he when he opened I you up. Said they took him out. No, they didn't take him out. He, they had a, they, the tracks told me that they had a printing error, an issue with the card. I don't know what that means exactly, but they didn't include it because of whatever happened. I don't know if it got smudged or creased or, you know, who knows what happened in the manufacturing process, but they just, they just didn't put that card in the packs in the, at the beginning. Cause when I bought my boxes, they had literally just come out. So they were hot off the press. But yeah, mm -hmm. that's that that card. I mean, it's he's he's an announcer for MRN. I mean, it's not like it's a driver or anything, but I mean, it was at the time. It was early on. It was a tough card to get. Anything else on ninety-one tracks? Yeah, I, real quick. You know, Dale Earnhardt's got three cards in there. He's got yep. card number three, card one hundred three, and card one ninety. And uh, I'll show them real quick here. Show everybody real quick on video. But it's really nice photography. That's something else I'll say about tracks. You know, they, they had some unique photos. I mean, they've got one of him sitting in his car getting ready to race. Uh, another one that I don't think this may have been taken around the same time where he's he's got the window net down. And then here's one, you know, he's probably on pit road or something at a race. So there are three, th three Dale Earnhardt cards. Um, some of the other cool cards that I like in here are the Richard, the Richard Petty card uh he's number 200 of course that's, that's really cool how they did you know, he's got 200 wins so they did card 200 and uh you know here we go so that and it's called the king so that's a nice card to get autographed and one of my all-time favorite cards is the alan kawicki card where he's standing in front of his shop by his sign 
And here's here it is right here. That's card number seven. It's got Alan Kowicki Racing. That's a that's a nice card. A um, few other favorites. Um, I'll show you. You know, like Bob Jenkins. This would be something that Ken might be interested in since Ken uh, since Bob Jenkins was the voice of uh, Indy for so many years. You know, you got Bob Jenkins rookie card in there, and that's a nice card. You know, he he was at the time he was uh, on ESPN. Let's see. And you got Red Farmer, who was inducted into the Hall of Fame this year. There's his rookie card. And that's a nice card. He's, yep. Of course, he's got Davey Allison's colors on. Um, and, you know, we talked about Winston Kelly. See, this one's got – it's spelled right, K-E-L-L-E-Y, Winston Kelly. And he, Well, he looks young there, doesn't he, Val? He, he's, he's, he looks so much older now. <laughs> he's got 30, 31 years ago. <laughs> What number uh, C? Number one, card number 133. Yeah, so there's two versions of that, right? With Kelly. Yes. I gotta check, I gotta check mine. Right. I know I, I got him to sign a few. I gotta see which one. One of my favorite is card 199. If you pull that. Card 199. Oh, yeah. That's the, the patriotic one. Um, Hold on. I think I got it. So the photography is great in that set. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, there it is. Patriotic statement. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty cool card. The flags. And I like that card. Um what what do you have any other favorite cards in there, Val? I'm looking through the checklist here. Of course, there's Larry Mack, who is uh, as we all know, America's crew chief. <laughs> that's when he was crew chiefing for Davey. Well, he looks so much younger than but you know he kind card of card one hundred. Card one hundred. Yeah, I can get that for you. Yeah, he's got, also in the Hall of Fame. I have I have I have the technology. Um, I didn't realize that was his rookie. Card 100, Max Helton. Yeah. Lots of, uh, lots of, there's a lot of nice cards. Like I said, this is a 200 card set. Uh, you've got, you've got uh, Dr. Jerry Punch with his really cool ESPN fire suit. Uh, let's see what else we got. Find, find some other cool cards. Richard Petty has another card. It's card number, of course, it's card number 43. This is his. I guess his standard released card. That's nice. And of course, you got to think the next year after this, he's doing his fan appreciation tour. So that's, that's kind of it in a nutshell. You know, these cards are black border, they're condition sensitive, but really nice. So I have a question. You, I forget which one of you said the factory set cards are glossy, correct? That is correct. So looking at trading card database, like from Max Helton, he has four cards listed. Two from this one says 91 tracks. The other one says 91 tracks. Factory set glossy. So got me thinking. I went and looked at PSA. PSA does not have a separate listing on their pop report for 91 tracks glossy. Do you think some have been graded as just regular? It's very possible. Right? Yeah, I don't know if they would know the difference without having multiples to compare with. Yep, I agree with that. Is, is there a price difference in your opinion? Because based on what you guys had said, a factory set Jeff Gordon PSA 10 seems impossible. But if one gets labeled as such, does that make it a very highly sought after card? If you could get a PSA 10 out of the glossy of Jeff Gordon, I would say that would be a very desirable card. Because I think the wooden boxes are glossy as well. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't remember if they are or not. I, I couldn't tell that, you. That's what I had, had read. I don't I have not opened one to compare. It's just like with the 1990 Max, 10 set was a glossy while the other ones weren't. So, But they don't distinguish, they being PSA doesn't distinguish between the two. Well, there are a handful of the track sets on almost like the die cast shape, but I don't see any of the wooden box ones, at least not in the sold or completed stuff. They're kind of hard. I've got one. I, I, I tried to find it. I thought I knew where it was before the show, but I, I didn't couldn't find it. What was that? There is an active one, but it looks like it's been messed with a lot quite a bit so but anyway 
Yeah, I mean, it was, um, I don't know, maybe it was 10 years ago, there was a few of those wooden sets came available that that I saw, and, you know, they were like 30, 50 bucks, but yeah. I, di- I didn't mess with any of them. $60. It's, it's really not that bad of a deal. I mean, if the wooden box ones are glossy, you know, maybe Jeff Gordon might be worth grading. You know, it's a, yeah, it's a, and, we'll, and we'll PSA distinguish between the two. Well, I, I'd have to talk to him. And yeah, that's something you'd have to submit at the national or something. Yeah, for so real. you can talk to somebody. Yeah, call your people. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. So it's been that way with NASCAR. Sometimes we've been having to, you know, supply information or 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 photos of different things to mm-hmm. show the difference between. You know whatever it is we're we're trying to yeah winter circle English, yeah uh, eighty eight max Earnhardt some uh, of those garage graphs with the numbered and unnumbered versions and yeah, yeah. so but. that's all I've got on uh, the eighty eight I mean the the, <laughs> the ninety one track set you guys got have anything you want to add Mm-mm. it's a cool set it's cheap it's affordable. I say go if you yes, don't have one. Yeah, one. and I was wrong. It wasn't Max Heldon. I meant um, Rick Heldon. So I was wrong on that one. But anyway, if nothing else, we can go to King's Court. Yep, sounds good. I think yeah. we ought to cue the music. All righty then. This week's King's Court. We'll start out with our Joker of the Week. And I, I thought this was a cool card. Uh, this is a this was on the 28th of May. 2021 President's Choice, which we've talked about on the show before. Rusty Wallace, yeah. race used fire suit, jumbo patch, one of one. They were asking $279.99 or best offer. The best offer was accepted at $225 for this. And, uh, you know, looking at that, that's pretty neat. Yeah, Rusty Wallace with Miller Lite. You can see the L there, the start of the L. And Yeah, I like, the, I like that patch a lot. I can see why somebody paid up for that. I mean, you know, that's a crossover collectible. You know, that's, you know, some folks that collect beer memorabilia and things. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's appealing to them, just like you know, like a Coke patch or somebody. That's all embroidered. Yeah, it's all embroidered, and of course, that, that's going to be back in. That's probably around. That's I think that's when they switched from Pontiac to Ford, and that's probably going to be like ninety three, ninety four era driver suit is when where that came from. So yeah, that's it's pretty old. So that's cool. I just I thought that was neat. That is neat. All right, next up. Jack of the week. This was ended on May 25th. It's a 2020 Topps Chrome Formula One. Uh, I'm trying to run it. I don't want to butcher the name. Juan Yu Zhao is how I think it's pronounced. It's your pal Zhao, Val. Mm-hmm. Yep. Anyway, it's a gold refractor out of, uh, it's number five of 50, and it's autographed. They had a uh, buy it now price of, uh, $2,499.95. The best offer accepted was $1,500 for that. Wow. Yeah. But it's a nice card, but wow. Yeah. $1,500. Number five of 50. Wow. Zow. Yeah. It's not even, again, it's not even graded. So pretty cool. Next up, Queen of the Week ended on May 27th. And this was a, this was a weird week for the female drivers. Uh, I just didn't see a lot of high-priced cards, but this is a Haley Deegan 2021 Panini Prism stained glass. It's a PSA 10, which I thought was really neat. It's a PSA 10. And there's only a pop three, according to what they say on the description. It went for $202.50 with 21 bids. You know, there's a lot of Haley collectors out there. And, you know, I have a, I'm collecting Haley on the, set registry but i'm not even anywhere close to where some of these folks are um there's some serious serious players out there on that set but i thought that was neat and I, and I think that's 
all things considered, that's a very reasonable price for a PSA 10. Yeah, I was going to say that. It's not bad. I mean, it's a PSA 10. It's the stained glass, which are short printed. And again, of, of Haley Deegan, so pop of three. Yeah, I don't think you can go wrong with that. Pretty good price, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. All right, King of the Week. This Here ended we on, on the 30th. Yes, Ooh. this ended on the 30th of May. <laughs> 1988 Max, number 99, Dale Earnhardt, card number 765 of 999. This is one of the redemption cards. And it's uh, it got a it got a PSA nine, wasn't even wasn't even a ten, and it went for they they were asking two thousand dollars for it. It went for best offer of one thousand three hundred and sixty five dollars. Now, Logan, I don't know if you know this or not. So I've always been told, so the redemption comes with the certificate of authenticity as part of the first edition printing done in the spring of 88 from in the Myrtle, Myrtle Beach and then also the, they get the certificate of authenticity with the same number matching number 765 mm-hmm. and then this letter of authenticity that is signed by Dale Earnhardt yeah that, that's a real live signature it's not a facsimile yeah I've seen those hmm. before yeah those, those are live signatures yep did that's they list it as also getting Dale autograph doesn't look like it. Yeah, they said, said yeah, well, it says letter of authenticity sign, is signed by Dale. So they did mention it. Oh, I do see it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's everybody for our listeners. Uh, is this keep, keep in mind, this is a PSA 9. It's not even a 10. Is that a typical price for? for this? It went for $1,365. It's $1,300. Yeah. So that, that would make a PSA 10. What maybe thirty five hundred, four thousand, if you go by kind of yeah. the way things go. Yeah, yeah, we're but, starting we're starting to talk Formula One stuff here. So. <laughs> yeah, but you know this is one of the redemptions from the Max Medallion. Yeah, you know ninety four. You know not to criticize it, but I think I think the problem it had with it is it's off center, left to right. Yeah, I see it now. Yeah, I think a little, that's probably just, what got it. Just a tad. Mm-hmm. But it's a beautiful card, man. Beautiful card. I love. That's one of my favorite. Of course, that's a. As we've mentioned before, that is a NASCAR glamour card, right there. So, all right, let's move on. I guess our ace of the week, which is the one of one, ended on the 29th of May. It's a Topps Chrome Sapphire Lewis Hamilton one of one, and at the end of that, they they put. I'm trying to pronounce this. Pedperidasia. I, I I think what that that's a type of sapphire, if I am correct on that. I think that's a uh, a type of sapphire. So they just I think they stuck that in there for a search. And so if somebody was searching sapphires for whatever reason, they would hit that. But anyway, this card went went under bidding, and it went for fifteen thousand and five dollars. With 88 bids. Wow. Can you believe that? That's raw. It's not graded. Yeah. Not graded. It's a Lewis Hamilton. It is a Lewis Hamilton one-on-one. You know, at that point, the grade doesn't matter. You know, we've, we've talked about that before. If you get it graded, it comes back a seven. It's still, it, it doesn't matter. So this is 2021. It's not 2020. Mm-hmm. And it's from the Sapphire. That new, uh, was a $700 box or whatever, Sapphire. Yep. Wow. Somebody hit a coronary when they pulled that one. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. And they probably had some skid marks too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think if you pull that, you, yeah. <laughs> but that's a heck of a card, but man, 15, 15 large, that's a lot. All right. So our last one, our Royal Flush of the Week, our highest price card. It ended on the 29th of May. Charles Leclerc. 2020 tops dynasty formula one jumbo patch three of 10 it had a buy it now price of eighteen thousand five hundred dollars and somebody went click and they bought it it's like well this eighteen thousand five hundred dollars is a chump change i'm just gonna buy it but it's a nice card but you know the patch on it is kind of ho-hum you know it's not like some of the ones we've seen with like yeah you know some 
some of the sponsors and stuff. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. I see some Ferrari yellow right. in there or something. Some other sponsor patch or it made yeah. me think of checkers here. Or the Puma, you know, or, you know, something, you know, we, we've seen like the part of the tag hewer patch on some of these and, you know, other stuff. So, you know, as the patches go, this one's kind of blase, but somebody wanted it enough to spend 18,500 bucks on it. It's, it's, it's a cool card, but whew, that's, that's pretty steep price. But uh, that's all I've got for King's Court. So that's the King's Court for this week. All right. Little gentlemen, so much for being a quick show tonight. Well, we knew it wasn't going to be with five five races to review. We, we actually did went through those pretty quick, all things considered. But it's been a good show. I've enjoyed it. Had a few little nuggets in there. So, uh, again, I'd like to thank our sponsor, Panini America. And then also... If you uh, like, subscribe to the podcast, and if you're on YouTube, to hit the like and uh, ring the bell, you get notified of any new content comes out on the channel. Uh, we have a video up of we did a very special episode where we each busted a box of 2022 Donors Racing, so that is up on YouTube, video only. Lots uh, of hits. On, yeah. Uh, yeah, we got a, a couple extra there. It was pretty good. Uh, I'll be on the Hobby Hotline this Saturday at 11 Eastern a.m. Call in. You want to talk some racing or any other? Hello. Hello. Me too. I'll be there. Are you on? I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, then there's two. I think we could get uh, Logan to call in. So. Yeah, I'll have to call in. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a Hobby Hotline takeover. Don't yeah. tell John. <laughs> it'll, it'll be our secret. Uh, anything else, gentlemen, that I am missing? Well, the only thing is, is next week, big no, sir. zero zero. Oh, yes, episode one hundred oh, yeah. of NASCAR Radio. Three years in the making. Three plus whatever. Oh, we do have the contest up for the Speedway Stars Series One set, so it's on. My social, it's on Logan's social, and soon to be on Val's social. Well, I didn't know if retweeting it would mess up any of the folks entering, so I wanted to make sure everybody had a, a good I, shot. I, I didn't try. want to dilute it, so okay. I don't know how all that fancy, fangled giveaway stuff works. So That Twitter, tweety, tweety stuff, how does that work? You know what? I keep track of it with pen and paper, so old school. Oh, old major old school. And then speaking of old school, yes. the Nationals coming up in a few months here, weeks. So, <laughs> yeah, can't wait for that. That's going to be fun, too. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, we'll get to see some folks at the Nationals. So, yeah. Stop us and we'll shake a paw and we'll, we'll <laughs> talk some we'll racing. Talk, talk some racing. So, can't wait. I'm expecting a lot of F1 at the National. Oh, yeah. You know what's going to happen, Val? It's like what happens every year. We'll walk up to a, a booth and say, hey, do you have any NASCAR? Oh, yeah, I, I do. And they hand you Formula One cards. <laughs> I got that Lewis guy. Yeah, yeah, that Lewis guy. Anyway, digress. So I guess for me and the guys, thanks for watching, listening to the podcast. And uh, we will see everybody next week. And let's see. Where's that button? All right, we're out of here. <laughs>